Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Welcome to Development Hell. For every horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Corngut. I am a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Available now from Dread, Val. Finn, a wanted criminal, hides out with an escort named Val, a demon. Val offers to make his problems disappear if he follows her rules. She has been expecting him all along, and it won't be easy to escape Val's dungeon. Val is out now everywhere you buy or rent movies, and on Blu-ray November 2nd. Welcome to the very final installment of Halloween is Cancelled. We have ran five episodes all about unmade Halloween sequels. And today we are going to finish things off with a conversation with a real Halloween cast member. We've got Omar J. Dorsey with us today. Omar plays Sheriff Barker in Halloween 2018 and in Halloween Kills. We have a really exciting conversation with him today, which is basically a bonus episode, to wrap up our Halloween is Cancelled limited series. I really hope that you've enjoyed. We'll be back with brand new episodes of Development Hell next week. And uh, this has just been a little exciting experiment in potential limited series. And I think it went really well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. So please enjoy my interview with Omar J. Dorsey. Hello, Dread Central. My name is Omar Dorsey, a.k.a. Sheriff Barker from the Halloween franchise. 
So before making Halloween, how familiar with the franchise were you? Man, I'm a 45-year-old man. It's a part of my DNA, brother. I've been watching those Halloween movies uh, since I can remember. Uh, my, my cousin, uh, Ted, Ted Lee, uh, used to scare me when I was a kid and made me watch uh, all the Michael Myers movies and all the other uh, horror movies of his time, of, of my time. But I was, might have been a little bit too young to be watching Halloween. But, man, uh-huh. when I, you know, as, as I got older, it was just a part of, of my makeup. And I just watched all of them, for all of them, from um, Witches Season to uh, H2O, all of them, the Rob Zombies, all of them. Wow. Okay. So you, you're in deep then. Uh, are you a horror movie guy? Do you have like a favorite horror movie franchise outside of Halloween? Outside of Halloween, because I'm not even going to lie. Halloween is my favorite. It really is. I think it's, it's the greatest. I think John Carpenter, the original one, um, everything about it was perfect. The music was perfect. You know, of course he did it. Uh, the, you know, the Panavision, the way that he shot it was, was, was uh, innovative. Uh, I thought all the acting was great. Uh, um, but outside of Halloween, you know, I, I sort of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddie was so damn funny and yeah. scary. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, and he actually had lines. He wasn't just a zombie. Mm-hmm. He had personality. I think Robert England was uh, tremendous as, as Freddy Krueger. Oh, 100%. So I find with horror fans, we all kind of have that one movie that really fucked us up as a kid. Do you yeah. have anything like that? Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that's, uh, that, 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 that just threw me. And it still throws me. I might watch it tonight, actually. I might. Talk. I told my girlfriend I wanted to scare her. So I, might I mean, it. it's the season. Oh, yeah, that would scare any girlfriend, I yeah. would think. So why yeah. do you think it gets you? Why do you think it scares you so much? Because um, it was a Mia Farrow was just so sweet. Yeah. And, um, and this, the, the more and more she fell into that cult uh, that scared me. It was a John Cassiavetes uh, was her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just didn't know what was going on at the end. You know, he they created uh, the devil spawn. And it was very scary. That and also The Shining. Man, the Shining really got me. Hell yeah. That, is the imagery in it, the blood, the, uh, you know, just the cabin fever of it all, you know, Jack, you know, busting through doors, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron, Sherry, Sherry Duvall killing Catman Scrubbers, all of that, man. It just, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, look, those two movies were the ones that really got me. And, <laughs> and, and as a kid, Child's Play, My Buddy Doll, right? Uh-huh. Hey, everybody my age wanted to have a My Buddy Doll, and I had one, and the next thing I know, My Buddy became a homicidal maniac. Uh, did you have to get rid of it, or, or did he stay in your life? Hey, he stayed in the basement in the corner <laughs> somewhere. I never played with him after I saw that movie. Well, that's how you make a villain. You put them in the basement yeah. for too long. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Are you a Stephen King fan? You, you mentioned oh, The Shining. I love Stephen King. I love Misery. I love Shining. I love uh, big-time um, Stephen King fan. Oh, yeah. Misery, in my opinion, may be one of the scariest movie adaptations of all of them. You know what, man? One thing about it is uh, just... You know, uh, the guy's a writer, right? He's like, uh, you know, this accident. But it's, you're thinking that this lady is a, a nurse, you know, a nurse back to health. Now I know she's an obsessed fan. And next thing you know, it just falls off the, the rails. Uh, yeah, it was, it's very scary because it's something that could sort of maybe happen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're in the public eye. Have you ever had any kind of scary or weird experiences with fans? Yeah, sort of, kind of, but I just like let them go, man. I mean, you know what? More than anything, it's because of the world we're living in. You know, it's the uh, the, the the social media stuff. They come at you. And you I don't even read my DMs anymore, especially uh, when I don't know. No started like especially when I was on. You know, when Queen Sugar TV show I'm on first started, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of fans, and man, it was like really crazy people. And like, I know where you live. I know your house. I, this is your house, right? Did you get security? Yeah, for sure. After well, that, I called my lawyer and said, "Can we please?" Um, make sure this person doesn't come around me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so speaking of Queen, what's that like uh, working with uh, Ava DuVernay on that? It's amazing. I've been working with Ava now for like eight years. You know, um, okay. I've been at Selma with her six seasons. We're about to go on our, we're about to start shooting our seventh season of Queen Sugar. Uh, so I've been working with her and we're uh, first for eight years now. We, we're just a collaborative uh, uh, team. You know, uh, we, we've done a lot of things together. Uh, we did When They See Us. I just did a cameo on another one of her TV shows. Uh, but working with her, is like, it's just like working with family. She's my, she's my sister. What is she like on set? Well, she, it's, she's very collaborative with it, right? You would think a person who, who's such a cult of personality wouldn't be. No, really is. And she she always tends to get the best cinematographers and the best uh, gaffers and the best light people and the best everything, the best sound people to make the uh, her, her shows, you know, really pop because she wants to trust everybody who she's working with. Uh -huh. uh, it's, it, it's, it's so much fun working with her. And like I said, we have a rhythm now. She'll write something. I say, oh, I know what you want me to say. So I'll say it like this. Like, just do what you want to do with the Omar. Yeah. The same way with David Gordon Green. Yeah, because with, with DGG, I've been working with him for almost 10 years, right? Uh, since uh, he's gone down. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been rocking for that long. And he just trusts me, uh, you know, like, just, you know, do it, do, do it as you will. And, you know, that's what I really respect out of my directors. Have you ever done directing yourself? Have you ever gone from being a creative actor into writing and directing on the other side? I certainly have. I, I directed a film last a couple of years ago, uh, and it's in the film festivals now. Um, it's, and I've, I've directed music videos also, uh, directing a music video about a month ago. I'm going to direct another one next month. So, yeah, but I like acting a little bit more because directing, man, it's an all-day, not an all-day, it's your whole life. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that film that's going into the, the film festival circuit. Do, are you able to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I can definitely talk about it. It's, uh, it's uh, with uh, Blue Kimball and with uh, Vanessa Simmons. Of course, that's Russell Simmons' uh, daughter. Uh, it's, I'm not waiting. It's called Live. I'm sorry, Live. Like Instagram Live or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, Live. Oh, okay. Chance. Yeah, um, it's about uh, this couple who are dealing with, uh, you know, uh, the death of, of his best friend and her brother. And it turns into a suspense thriller. It's a two-person piece. And there's a lot of... Uh, it's a scary-ish movie, but uh -huh. it's, it's a two-person piece, just those two, in a room, and in a chair, and in a bed. It's just dialogue heavy, but it's really fun. All right, do you come from the theater? Because this sounds like it's theater-inspired. It is so theater-inspired, man. Yeah. Certainly, man. I, um, you know, I, it's funny. I, I never thought I was going to be a film actor. I always thought I was going to be a theater actor. Wow. Uh, yeah, like my whole life, my mother was a theater director, so I thought oh. I was going to be a theater actor. I still am a theater actor. I think I'm, I still am. I just I did a show, uh, the Apollo, uh, a couple of years. That's the last time I've been on stage because stage shut down. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm always uh, I, I'm, I'm on stage as much as I can. What was the first time you were on stage? Do you remember? What was the first play you were Man, in? I might have been three, two or three years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was doing these talent shows. My mother taught me the 23rd Psalms. And so I was uh, doing these talent shows. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you. Yeah, I was doing <laughs> well, you I still think, have it memorized. Yeah, I do. I still have it for some reason. I know it's like 40 years later. Wow. But, she really, uh, she got you into it. She sounds like a hard boss. No, she was so sweet. She's, my mama texted me today. Can I read you what my mom texted me? Can I please read yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, this episode of Queen Sugar came on last night. Okay. My mom said, good morning. Just thinking about your performance on Queen Sugar last night. Aww. You are fully anointed and a gifted performer. Proud to be your mom. Love you. Oh, that was my God. Today. This is my mom today. I don't know if you can read that. Or not. I can. I, we should have got yeah. her for this. We should have got her on the Zoom. So if- did. You know, so my daughter is a director, right? She just graduated from college. Yeah. So she's uh she's a she she just graduated from Howard University. She's a director. She's working wow. with Ava right now, actually. But she's going to direct a short with her and my mom are the leads. Oh, incredible. So your mom's that not is, just a director, she's a performer too. She's a performer too, yeah, yeah. So this wow. one really, creative excited. creative family. Uh, hey, it's the family business, baby. It's the family <laughs> business, gosh. It's what I, we do. I love that. Have you seen anything scary lately besides Halloween Kills? Was there anything on the docket that impressed you? No is a comfortable uh, answer. You know what? Squid Games, it wasn't scary, but it was really good. It's yeah. scary on a different level. It's scary on a different level. I tell you oh, what, yeah. across the uh, glass bridge, that was, no, it, the, the games were very scary. The opening, the, the first game with the uh, hide and go uh, red light, green light, that was, I said, what, what is going on? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> oh, what, my is this, God. What? So, yeah, that was the scariest thing I've seen. Oh, yeah, we're big fans of Squid Game over at Dread Central. It, it's blowing everyone's minds. So it's, you brought up cults, because it sounds like that was kind of an inspiration. I, have, have you seen Midsummer? Of course I have, man. Oh, my God. Uh, it's polarizing, so I was wondering how you felt. So did. All right, so my, my daughter uh, was, 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 all right, so my daughter was in, in, in London about two, three years ago. She was uh, learning at Oxford doing Shakespeare. And, and um, I was, I, I went and visited her uh, just, you know, went in a few countries in, in Europe. And she said, Dad, have you seen Miss Summer? I was like, nah, I haven't seen it. Nah, it's nothing like anything I want to see. Nothing anything I want to see. So I guess during the quarantine last year, I just pulled it up and I said, oh my God. Yeah. It was so good. It was amazing. It was, I, I mean, I'll tell you, it was like, it, it was It was one of the things that, like, it was a pleasant surprise because I didn't I didn't really know what I was getting into. It's almost like the Darren Aronofsky movie, uh, Ma. Right. I didn't know what I was getting into when I walked into that. And I was like, this is just so different. And I love different film. I, I like my filmmaking to be so different and it's, it's so off the wall. It's something I'm not expecting. So, yeah, uh, yeah Midsummer was really, it really uh, fit that bill. Do you think you'd ever make a horror movie yourself? It sounds like what you're making recently was like a thriller, maybe in that yeah. category. But would you ever go full horror, especially if someone gave you a script? You know what? Maybe it, horror is, is a lot about the editing, right? It's about those sound cues and the cuts. Um, you, I, I, I was, um, I've been looking at, I know you've seen the, uh, the films that made us, right? So I've been looking at a lot of those lately and I was you know, noticing about the, uh, the Nightmare on the Elm Street, as I just said, uh, and uh, just a lot of it was made in editing. So I think I could make it. I just have to have an amazing editor. I have to have a Sally Mankin or somebody. You know? I mean, it's, it's, all, it's always about the editor. They're doing half the job. We exactly. don't have to admit it. So yeah. I was wondering if you could give me any details about what it's like working with David Gordon Green. And I was wondering if like what he was like to work with and if you have any stories about him on set. You know, it's so crazy. It's like, man, I just know David and, and Danny McBride. Like those are my, we, we do bro shit together. You know, you know we, like, we do these, we did just yeah. run down for a whole season. Yeah. Party in Wilmington for a whole, you know, uh, three or four months. So it's like, now when, when he calls me, it's, it, it's so random. He texts me one, no, I text him one day. When I saw the uh, previews for uh, what was it, A Righteous Gemstones, and we started, I said, "Oh, man. I said, dude, you're really going there." We start so me and, da- me and David started talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah." He said, "You know what? Oh, I got something for you, man. Um, what are you doing in October?" Of da 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 something. I was like, "No, I think it might have been vice principals actually." 
it was before uh, so it's when vice principals was out and uh-huh. i was talking to him and we were um chopping up and then he asked me what i was doing in october of 2017 i said i think what's going on so i had this movie uh you know, I want you to come in. I was like, okay, I didn't know what it was. I had zero idea. Uh-huh. I actually thought it was going to be Righteous Gemstones, right? Because I heard uh-huh. about them, I'm doing it. But when I saw it was Halloween, I said, oh my goodness, man. Like, wow, yeah, I would love to get it, to be a part of it. And when I read the first script, you know, the, the original Halloween 2018, and I saw it didn't die. And then like, we were talking, he was like, yeah, because in part two, I see, I said, oh, you see me in part two? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, I was, so I was floored, but man, you know, David just lets you, uh, you know what? Like he he let you do what you want to do. Then he'll give you a direction out of what you're doing. Yeah. He was like, "Okay, I like that. Okay, now so try it like this and try it like this." It's some outtakes, especially in 2018. That man, I would love to see some of that stuff. We have some outtakes when I'm coming in, like Yosemite Sam, pew pew, and he's coming in like wilding out. And you got and, to film it, or was it just on? Yeah, film? we shot all of that. We shot. Uh... All of that. I thought it was going to be in the movie. Uh, like, oh man, like it's, a, it, it's things that you don't even think that would that, that get in the movie that you don't even uh, think about. Like in this last one, when I'm looking down at the hat and I'm just looking despondent, I was like, we'd never use that, man. But it, it ended up making the, the you know the cutting room. Isn't it, in the, isn't it in the trailer? No, that, that part in the trailer, like, no, nah, that's not that's in like when, when my hat is, is on the ground and I'm just looking at it, like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> okay, not, I don't know if that's in the trailer, I didn't see that in the trailer. I mean, you're pretty, that, you're featured in that trailer pretty pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that trailer was, uh, yeah, I, I had no, but I knew I knew one line was going to be in there. Yeah, I knew. I said, oh, when I said, I said, this oh, this will be in a trailer. This will be in a teaser. You know, so yeah. Any snippet or news that we can get on your involvement with Halloween ends? Uh, no, I haven't even read it yet. Uh, yeah, I, know yeah. I, was, I was talking to the uh, Blumhouse people, and they, and I was talking to David. I talked to David. I talked to David like a couple times a week. And just about random life stuff. But uh, yeah, he was like, oh man, it's gonna be good. I said, so how do I die? And he just started laughing. I was like, I have to die. Michael Myers has to kill me. Or I know what, it's like, it has to go one way or the other. So we were just laughing about it. The guys at Blumhouse, we were at the premiere, they were like, oh, yeah, we read the script. But for this one, it's gonna be so good. I was like, all right, cool, I'm ready for it. What was it like watching it with an audience? Were people freaking out? So dig, I had, I had a screener in Atlanta. Um, university is screening for me in Atlanta. I invited all my friends and family. It's like probably a hundred or more people there. And they, I, I saw it originally just me and two of my best friends who saw it in New York a couple That's of months awesome. ago. And we were like, oh man. And they were like, this is the best Halloween. You know, they, they loved it. It's really good. It, yeah. It, when I saw a hundred people and just look, looking around, I'm like, oh wow. Okay. It's really connecting. And it's really, it really has connected. And I'm really happy about that. This is a trying times right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, absolutely. And it's, one of those movies that just like brings the whole theater together. You gotta see it with like as many people as possible if it's a safe situation. Now, yes. that, now that you're like in the horror ecosystem, have right. you noticed that it's different? Like, have you noticed that the fans are wilder than they were before? Like, yeah, it, it is. You know what? I, I did a horror anthology, right? Uh, called Soul City about three years ago. And, and a lot of people didn't see it. The people who saw it were like, oh my goodness, I basically played the devil. I take people to that final destination cool. and I'm, like, I'm, I'm a taxi driver and I take people like, okay, you need to go here. I'll tell you what, you, you should go to this pillow place. And then the whole story is like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it was like the hit that was like, uh, tales from the crypt type thing. Right. Yeah. It's like I will take them somewhere and the whole story will go on from there, whatever happens. And then, and then the end, it finds out that I'm the person. Who so was like really the, cool. the narrator kind of. 
the narrator. Yes, yes. Or, or you know, the, the, the tour guide, basically. I love yes. that. What was the name yeah. of that? One more time. I had, it's called I had not... Soul City. And it was on Soul Topics. City. It was okay, on I... Topics, but yeah, it's really good, actually. It's, it's, it, it was really good. Uh, so what's up next for you other than Halloween ends? What's, what's coming up in the next few months? Well, right now I'm shooting a television show called Raising Canaan. It's on Stars. Uh, I mean, um, um, this season two for this, it's been a pretty big show. Season one was pretty big. Uh, season two is going to be just as big because now I'm the new guy in it. So it's, that's awesome. And then I'm going back to do uh, season seven of Queen Sugar um, in March. And then sometime doing Halloween Kills in um, January, February, and in March, I think. So what's going to take to get Ava DuVernay to make a horror movie now? You know what, man? Me, me asking her. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was I getting at. Know, she wants to do one bad, too. I just talked to her. Uh, uh-huh. I talked to her. And she was like, Omar, you know, I really, because she was talking about Halloween. She was oh. like, it's great. You are so good. I'm proud. She's like, uh, but I really want to do a horror movie because she loves genre. You know, she does. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. You know what else was really scary? I don't know if you, did you guys watch uh, Lovecraft Country? Of course, yeah. Yo, man, that stuff was, a lot of that stuff is very scary. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was amazing. I So tragic that's not getting a season two. I saw how they mapped out their season two, and it was going to be so good. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very tragic. One of my favorite drag queens was in it, Monet Exchange. I don't know if you're familiar with her. You know what? So I was there when they were shooting that, because I was, I was shower directing that episode. I was a shower director oh. on that episode. So I was, uh, yeah, it was the one when they were in the, um, was, they were in the drag, they were in the drag show, right? Wait, you you directed that episode? No, I was shadowing. I was oh, shadowing. Oh, damn. Okay. The, cool. Yeah, the director was Cheryl Dungay, one of my really good friends. So that's right before I started about to shoot my film, and I was shadowing her for, uh, you know, while she was doing that, uh, that episode. And man, I, I was there. It was, yeah, it was tremendous, man. It was really That's good. cool. That's cool. I love when when dragon horror can combine. I'm not going to yes. hold you for too much longer because this has been so good and I don't want to waste your whole day. But I was wondering, uh, did you get any one-on-one time with Jamie Lee Curtis, our, you know, the queen of our genre? And do, yeah. do you have any any stories from what it was like working with her? So did, I did, I worked with her a little bit in part one, not much. We talked a little bit, not too much. But uh, when we got on set for part two, she was, uh, she was like, Omar, I meant to tell you. I didn't get a chance to talk to you during the, uh, you know, while too much during, you know, during the shooting of the last one, even at the premiere, because I was running around. She said, but yo, your performance was just so nuanced. It was so great. And I was like, you're the queen of scream. I appreciate it. That comes, means everything coming from you. So we just had a good time. You know, now we're like bosom buddies. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we're bosom buddies. I don't have a phone number or anything. But she like, you know, every time she sees me, she gives me a big hug. And Omar, and I'm like, oh man, the queen of scream knows my that's, name. Like, that's pretty insane. Yeah. I, I guess I do have one more question before I let you go. There's like a legacy of sheriffs in the Halloween franchise. Yes. That you're sort of taking the mantle of. I was wondering, right. like, did you look back at um, Sheriff Brackett's history and, and use that as inspiration? Luckily, I, you know, I, I got a chance to work with Brackett in the last yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Know, um, and I knew, like, you know, one thing about this, all the sheriffs in, in Halloween, because it does take place overnight, it takes place in one night. They're sort of thrown for a loop. They don't know what is going on. Oh, there's a madman in town. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. But because it takes place in one day, right? So, oh, yeah. so then the investigation will happen. Like, okay, so I want to see what part um what part three is gonna hold. Because I think Brackett was just as uh as well, you know, his his daughter died. So, you know, but um, I think he was just as bumbling as much as uh Barker. Because Barker, like, come on, y'all, what are you talking about? It's not really that bad. You know, um, but it really was though. So yeah, 
I mean, he seemed like one of the few people that kind of had a head on his shoulders in a crisis. Did that, did you resonate with that? Uh, I did, because one thing about it is like, I think, you know, with, with the, uh, the citizens of Haddonfield, because they had experienced Michael Myers before. I take it that Brackett was new, was sort of new to the town, didn't really know the, the, the real history of Michael Myers. So he's not as affected as Brackett, as Tommy Doyle, as, as other, as, as Laurie Strode is, or other people are, right? Yeah. So he's like, come on, guys, don't worry about it. We're going to get him. No, you don't get it. This is evil. He's evil. Like, it can't be that. He was just one old man running around with a knife. Not knowing he's evil personified. Yeah, I, I love I love the chaos in Halloween Kills. You guys all did such a great job. Cannot wait for the next one. And yeah, thank you for talking with me today. This was such thank a blast. You. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Development Hell. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.